Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry in for Zach Bingham. Zach will be back on Monday after his trip to Dallas, working our Dallas market uh, this week. But got to make sure that we uh, tell you guys where we go. We go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can also find the links to the show on our Twitter feed and our Instagram story. Plus, hit us up on TikTok for more Titans practice coverage as well. We got to thank our sponsors uh, because they uh, make it happen for uh, all of us. And they also help you guys out with Wilson County Hyundai. Make sure you make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply check them out at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Plus, Farm Bureau health plans get better coverage, better service, and better rates uh, by finding a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So, uh, Jack, we'll talk uh, more. I gave a shout-out to Farm Bureau health plans yesterday starting the show because they were out uh, at the Nashville High School Sports Awards. Well, guess what last night was? It was the uh, Knoxville uh, High School Sports Awards, and Farm Bureau Health Plans was also there uh, giving back to the community, not just in Nashville, but across the entire state of Tennessee. So props to them, uh, as always. So Hunter Renfro gets paid, uh, Jack, and we're going to dive into this and what that means uh, for uh, Kyle Phillips and how he can look at Hunter Renfro's trajectory of his career uh, with the Raiders and see if he can kind of match that and do the same type of things uh, with the Tennessee Titans with opportunity. But before we dive deep into that, I do have to pay off the magic bucket. Yes. And uh, I'm here paying off the magic bucket with my bottle of pecan vodka from Cathead. Cat- which is a uh, distillery in Mississippi, right? Okay. And uh, so the reason why I chose pecan vodka is because it's still the morning. I like a little bit of flavor mm-hmm. uh, with my with my vodka. If I'm going to have to take a shot because the Magic Bucket told me to at 8.16 in the morning, I would uh, rather it have some type of flavoring to it uh, rather than just straight alcohol to the dome. So Yeah, that this looks, is my, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I need to wet my whistle first. Okay. So uh, that's just water. I'm not chasing it with anything like you did there, Jack. Well, I drink cold sake in the morning. No one likes to taste a cold sake on their breath at 8 in the morning. Pecan vodka you can work with. I guess. All right. Cheers, everybody. Ooh. Yeah, that'll put a little hair on your chest. Ah. A little pecan vodka to start the day. Yeah, and now Orlando says if it's a Mississippi distillery, uh, that's basically gas. I I will say... I do appreciate the Cathead brand. They have they make good product, and it's only like twenty bucks for a bottle of vodka, and they've got uh, other uh, type of um, flavors too. And I didn't want to waste any of my good bourbon by shooting my good bourbon. That would be a terrible decision uh, by me. Anyway, all right, now let's get this thing rocking and rolling here, Jack. Woo, woo. <laughs> now that I feel good. Uh, woo. All right, Hunter Renfro gets a contract extension from the Las Vegas Raiders. That contract extension is a two-year extension as he goes in to the last year of his rookie contract as a late-round pick, worth a total of $32 million and $21 million guaranteed. First off, Jack, what do you think about the Raiders 
giving Hunter Renfro, look, the average annual value, $16 million. Uh, A.J. Brown won a 25. A.J. Brown got 25 average from the Eagles. Hunter Renfro gets 16. How do you feel about that? It's less than what Christian Kirk's getting in Jacksonville. Crazy. So it, it goes to show that not all GMs have to cave in because the Jaguars decided to blow the market up at the wide receiver position. Hunter Renfro, uh, he, he's off to a good start in his career. I mean, he's, he's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. He made the Pro Bowl last year. He's a guy that um, is quickly emerging as one of the best route runners, especially short yardage route runners that the NFL has. Um, he can cut on a dime. He, he's a player that a lot of a lot of teams counted off on draft night, but uh, a guy who had success in college at Clemson and comes into the NFL. I mean, under Derek Carr, Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback, but no. it'll be interesting to see what he does this year with Devontae Adams because Hunter Renfro has kind of been working as the number one in Las Vegas. Well, and I mean, the number one in Las Vegas is Darren Waller. Darren Waller, of course, the most talented pass catcher they have. But right, Renfro, but again, now, now you're speaking – Darren Waller has been paid, not to the level of like repaid, but Darren Waller's making good money. Devontae Adams making like $27, $28 million a year. And now Hunter Renfro getting a $16 million a year extension. So they're putting a lot of resources into uh, Derek Carr's pass catchers and the weapons around him to make sure it works. Well, they know what they have. And I think it's a smart move for Las Vegas to get this done now because he's coming off his first 1,000-yard season. And really, the sky's the limit for him this season. I mean, Devonta Adams is going to be commanding guys a lot of a lot of secondary's attention on the outside. Darren Waller on the inside, and you got Renfro to slip right in between those guys, kind of go unnoticed, find himself open in pockets um, on the field. And while he had a thousand yards last year, I think I mean I don't think a twelve hundred yard season's out of reach. So to pay him now, you know, compared to paying him next season after he has what I assume will be a, another big year. I mean, you're saving yourself some extra money. Sure, sure. So what does this mean for Kyle Phillips? And again, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, right? We want to have this conversation uh, logically and respectfully and not getting too projectile on Kyle Phillips. But Kyle Phillips was comped as a Hunter Renfro type receiver. Both guys played at the Power 5 level, Hunter Renfro, uh, at Clemson, Kyle Phillips at UCLA, both guys very, very productive at that college. At Clemson, obviously, Hunter Renfro was a part of national championship-type program where he caught a game-winning touchdown pass in that national title game. Kyle Phillips was not exactly that, but one of only like five guys last year in uh, Power 5 football who had double-digit touchdown receptions, right? I, I find that as an interesting stat is that Kyle Phillips and Traylon Burks were two of five guys to have double-digit touchdown catches at the Power 5 level last year that came out in the draft. The Titans got both of those touchdown scores. So Kyle Phillips comes to the Titans like Hunter Renfro showed up with the Raiders as a very polished product. The reason why they fall down to day three in the draft is not because of their ability, but because of their measurables, right? Everybody looks at the guy who's 5'10", 185, 190, who doesn't have top-end speed. He doesn't have pure explosive numbers of testing at the combine or at the pro day. He doesn't have a trait that just jumps off the page at you. But the guy knows how to get open. He knows how to catch the football and is a good runner and, and a good runner with the ball in his hands after the catch, and just is a good overall football player. And so that's you know the type of guy that falls you in the fifth round if you're the Titans and Kyle Phillips. 
you're curious to see how this works with Kyle Phillips and the Hunter Renfro contract extension. Yeah, and uh, MB asks, are we just making this comparison because he's also a white NFL receiver? And, you know, those are the guys he got comp to coming out of the draft. It, it seems like this happens every time uh, a, a white dude that plays in the slot gets drafted by a team. Oh, it's the Cole Beasley, Julian Edelman, Hunter Renfro type, right? But the comparisons between They're the all two, grandchildren of Wes Welker. Yes. It, there's really a lot of similarities between the two, not just with how they play, but Kyle Phillips' 40-yard dash time at the combine of 4.58. It was one of the slowest amongst the receiver the receiver but, groups at the combine. But and, his first 10 yards was like 92 yes. percentile. And, and his, he had a great three-cone drill. But yep. So Kyle Phillips had a 4.58. Well, what did Hunter Renfro run at the combine? A 4.59. Oh. So neither of them are straight line burners, but it's what they can do on their, in, uh, uh, you know, on their cuts and their mm-hmm. quick twitch movements up towards the line of scrimmage that, that helps create separation. And that's what makes them great. What made Kyle Phillips a double digit touchdown uh, receiver in college last year. And what's made Hunter Renfro a 1000 yard receiver last season in the NFL. So it's the comparisons are similar. The way they play is similar. Starting Phillips out as a punt returner, I think makes a lot of sense uh, as well as, you know, I mean, you're heading into this season right now where we are in early June. Who are the receivers you have the most faith in through this part of uh, of OTAs? I, I, th- I think Robert Woods because he's an established veteran. Mm-hmm. I think Kyle Phillips and Austin Hooper are absolutely in that conversation from what we've seen from him. Obviously, we haven't seen Kyle Phillips play in a game yet. I yeah. think we do need to pump the brakes a little bit until we see him in game action with all these comparisons to Pro Bowl receivers. But they do have similar playing styles. They're, they're, they're kind of – the same player physically, and, and, and you know, I mentioned the forty-yard dash times. They're, they're similar in size, although I think Phillips is a couple inches taller at five eleven. So it's not just they're both they're, listed at five eleven. Okay, both yeah. both at five eleven. So it's not just that they're white dudes that play in the slot. It's a lot of the same physical attributes are shared between the two. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I'm looking up the. I, I think there is. An interesting thing to look at when you're talking about Kyle Phillips and Hunter Renfro, because obviously Hunter Renfro has developed into a guy who has literally gotten a $16 million per year extension as a fifth round pick, right? So I'm looking at the two differences. Kyle Phillips uh, at UCLA had a career high this past year of 739 receiving yards. When you look at Hunter Renfro's career high in college, he broke 600 yards in a season one time. Right. So Kyle Phillips had more production overall as a player at UCLA than Hunter Renfro did. And then you look at this Hunter Renfro was a zero starred dual threat quarterback coming out of high school. (laughs) Kyle Phillips, Jack, was a four star athlete Mm -hmm. who was recruited by UCLA. So we have to remember Kyle Phillips is not just some tryhard guy who made it in the Pac-12 and put up some good numbers and got drafted in the fifth round because he's a try-hard guy. Kyle Phillips is a good talent. Kyle Phillips is a good football player. And from everything that we've seen at OTAs, at rookie minicamp, Kyle Phillips knows what to do in the NFL for the most part. And so here's what we want to get to. And this is where Jack and I's pre-show math uh, came into play. We want to see what percentage chance... Kyle Phillips can match Hunter Renfro's rookie season. What percentage chance can Kyle Phillips match 
Hunter Renfro's rookie season. Jack, do you have Hunter Renfro's rookie season uh, available to you right now? I do. Okay, hit me with it. So uh, this was back when the Raiders were in Oakland, but Hunter Renfro played in 13 games. He started in just four games, but he caught 49 balls for 605 yards and four touchdowns. One more time, 49 catches for 605 yards and four touchdowns for Hunter Renfro in his rookie season. Those those are pretty solid numbers entering the league. They are solid numbers for a rookie fifth round pick, right? So, all right. So, what percentage chance can Kyle Phillips match Hunter Renfro's rookie season? Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about our great friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. I mentioned this uh, two nights ago. They were in Nashville for the High School Sports Award. Last night, they were in Knoxville for those Knoxville High School Sports Awards because Farm Bureau Health Plans gives back to the community. They care, and that's across the entire state as well fbhp.com slash atoz that is where you should turn for better coverage better rates and better service with your health plan because they've got 200 plus locations across the entire state every corner every nook every cranny every major city of the state farm bureau health plans has a presence there to make sure that you get what you need from your health plan so go check them out zach's on board with it he saved 28 percent a month uh, on his health coverage from his previous provider. Jack, he jumped aboard the Farm Bureau Health Plan family earlier this year as well. You can too at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. If you're looking for a sports book to trust, BetMGM is the place to go. If you're looking for a new sports book, if you're looking to get into sports betting, download the BetMGM app and use our code we have for tonight, A to Z200, ATOZ200. And in game four of the NBA Finals, you put a $10 money line wager down on either team, Boston or Golden State. You get to pick. But as long as one single three-pointer is made in that game, your $10 automatically turns into 200 bucks. One three-pointer between the Golden State Warriors, arguably one of the best three-point shooting teams in NBA history, with the best three-point shooter in NBA history on their roster, playing against the Boston Celtics, who uh, you know are known to knock down a few themselves. So remember that code, A to Z, 200 Put a $10 money line wager on Golden State or Boston, and that $10 turns into 200 bucks when one three-pointer goes through the net. Yep, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee, only new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as knowledgeable free bets or free bets expiring seven days. For problem game and support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. It is eSports here live on a Friday. Kind of hard to do that BetMGM disclosure after that shot of pecan vodka earlier. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, so Jack, I want to send you to the comment section because we have asked everybody the question, what percentage chance can Kyle Phillips match Hunter Renfro's rookie season? And that rookie season for Hunter Renfro, as Jack mentioned earlier, 49 catches, 605 yards, and four touchdowns. Jack, what are the people saying? Yeah, so we've got a lot of mixed replies here. Yeah. Let me get to the top. I want to make sure I get everybody. We've got Steven with 60%, Scott saying 35%, Dustin 60%, Titan Ups at 40%, Brandon Connor says 70%, Drake 75%, Lou Man goes, goes to the thousandth decimal point, 58.769%, mm. Stephen King dropping a 72.18%, uh, Nate John says 25% is Derrick Henry's offense. They're not passing, they're not spreading it around enough. Jacob. So let's let's look at that because Josh Jacobs in that same season had 1,150 yards as the leading rusher. I, he was also a rookie that year. 
um, as well. So, I mean, the, the Raiders ran the ball a decent amount. They had a good run game, but they didn't have the rushing volume that the Titans did. How many carries did it take for Jacobs to put up those numbers? So Josh Jacobs had 242 carries. Okay, that's a solid workload. 4.8 yards per carry. It's the same year that Derrick Henry had 378 carries for 2,027. So the Titans overall ran the ball 521 times, where the Raiders ran the ball 437 times. The Raiders threw the ball 523 times. The Titans threw the ball 485 times, right? So there's definitely something to what Nate's saying is obviously the Titans are more run heavy, but what is it like this year? Mm -hmm. Jacobs at 30% tighten up says 50%. Sean Gill says 40%. 80% from Jared, 20% from Derek, 10% from Marcus, and 70% from Brandon. Cloudhouse says 69%. Nice. 51% 51% were just off that fence, Derek R. Mm. Kyle's Kyle. He's not Hunter Renfro. So who cares who he compares to? Well, we're, we're, we're just throwing out a stat comparison. Well, because this is a roadmap for Kyle Phillips to, to look up and say, hey, the guy I was comped to throughout the draft just got $16 million a year, $21 million guaranteed, right? If I'm Kyle Phillips, I say, well, damn, that could be me, right? And mm. what do I have to do to get there? And that's where we're we're talking about this comp here. Of, of the matching. So, Jack, what do you think? What's your percentage chance that Kyle Phillips can match Hunter Renfro's numbers? Do you want me to go through our pre-show math we put together? Yes, let's do it. All right, so what Jack and I did is we tried to be realistic of like, all right, you can't just say Burks is going to get 1,000, Woods is going to get 1,000, Austin Hooper is going to get 700, and Kyle Phillips <laughs> is going to get – like you got like – there's only so many yards to go around, right? And then, the LA Chargers off. Yes, and so what we did – is we based, let's say, we based uh, off of 4,000 yards passing in the season, right? Which is uh, a little bit better than what the passing game was a year ago with uh, all those injuries, right? So we went back into 2020 when the Titans offense was right and healthy. In 2020, the Titans' top four pass catchers combined for 75% of the yards production. I'll say that one more time. The Titans' top four pass catchers in 2020 combined for 75% of the yards. Those four guys were A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Jonu Smith, and Anthony Ferkser. So we took 4,000 yards in a 17-game season with improvement of health and production from last year's offense that struggled and said, okay, 75%, the top four guys, we went in no particular order, Burks, Woods, Hooper, Phillips, right? So we put down 1,000 yards for uh, Robert Woods. We put down 900 for Traylon Burks, which leaves us 1,100 for Hooper and Phillips. Mm-hmm. Now, we also left NWI out of this as well. You boy. Yeah, but he he's going to be part of that miscellaneous 1,000 yards, right? That, that's right. going to be going to checkdowns. It's going to be Chig yards. It's going to be NWI, Dez. Josh Malone, maybe whoever fills out, you know, the, the back end of that active 50 sure, the receiver sure. position. Right. So with all that, you know, we, we kind of had 1100 yards up for grabs between Hooper and Phillips. Do you think Kyle Phillips can get 600 of those 1100? For me, I think it's a what? six. Do you want me to give my percentage? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. ready for it. I think it's a 65% shot 
that, that Kyle Phillips can match Hunter Renfro's numbers. Remember, 49 catches for 605 yards and four touchdowns. First and foremost, he's going to have more opportunities than Renfro did. N- number one, there's more games in the season. We, we said that Renfro played in 13 games. So if Phillips plays a full 17-game season, he's going to get a lot of balls thrown his way. More than 49 balls. 49 balls is about what? Uh, three per game. Three you know, catches a game. Yeah. Three catches per game in a, in a in a normal regular season. So can Kyle Phillips get three catches per game for 17 games and top that? Yes, absolutely. He's going to have more opportunities early as Robert Woods works back from that ACL. As Traylon Burks catches on in this offense, I think Kyle Phillips is probably a little bit ahead of him just with conditioning and all of that stuff playing a part. I think he'll be on the field more often than Traylon Burks probably. Um, so I think he'll have, number one, more opportunities. Number two, I think that Ryan Tannehill loves this type of guy in the offense, right? That, that's why the Titans went out and signed Adam Humphrey a few years ago. Uh, he, he likes throwing to tight ends. He likes throwing to receivers on, on underneath routes um, and, and letting them do work after the catch. So Kyle Phillips and Ryan Tannehill, that's a match made in heaven. I, I think that Kyle Phillips will catch more balls. I think he'll go for more yards. And I, I think he'll honestly score more touchdowns. I'm looking for five to six touchdowns from Kyle Phillips this season. Um, it, it gives Todd Downing another uh, another option, too, in what he wants to run on offense. I, I yeah. think that a, having a guy as versatile as Kyle Phillips and who could do, you know, he can, he can hurt you down the field. He can hurt you underneath. He can hurt you at the line of scrimmage. He can he can meet you at the chains for a first down. So I think there's a 65% shot that Kyle Phillips can grab 50 catches for 650 and five or six touchdowns. Okay. So I, I think I think if we're going off of our formula, our 75% formula. Mm-hmm. And real quick, I, I want to I want to yeah. correct something. Bobby says you think he's going to be on the field more than Burks. Maybe I, I think that he has a shot to be on on week one. Right now, just where we are in June. That's the hard thing is because I, I don't know what to expect from Robert Woods. I'm I'm excited and pleased to see where Robert Woods is at right now in his recovery. Uh, obviously, with Traylon Burks, we have not seen much of him whatsoever. You talked to Jim Wyatt this week on the Tighten Up podcast, and you flat, you flat out asked him, like, what do you think? He's like, I, I don't know. Like, I we haven't seen enough. I think I've seen Traylon Burks catch one pass in team drills that, that I was there for. And I've been to – four out of the five media availability days. Uh, and one of them, Traylon Burks wasn't even out there. And so we saw the highlight of him doing it in the bubble when the, when the media wasn't there, but we don't know what to expect for, from Burks. I think Austin Hooper could, if I was going bold prediction this season, I think Austin Hooper would be second in receiving yards this year. Based off of what I'm seeing, and how often Tannehill's going to him, and how successful those attempts have been, I think Austin Hooper is going to be very important in the passing game in all different aspects because I I already see good things from that relationship continuing to grow. So I think Austin Hooper could be second in yards. If that happens, it's probably because Woods might have a setback or Burks is struggling to get acclimated, whatever it might be. But I, I like Kyle Phillips. and so. What percentage chance do I think Kyle Phillips could match Hunter Renfro's 600 yards as a rookie? You said 65%, right? Yes. I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to fill out your 100%, and I'm going to go with 35%. Okay. Because I still think, I think NWI bites into a chunk of that. Like, he's good for 200, 300 maybe. Well, he had 400 last year because of opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. 
I, I do think he's probably around that 300 mark. Um, I think Chig is an interesting one. I think they're going to throw to the running back some. I, I like what I saw from Hassan Haskins. He's a natural pass catcher. Dontrell Hilliard, I like what they can do with him. We, that we saw some from last season. I think they're going to use a lot more depth because they don't have the go-tos. Because remember, two uh, two seasons ago, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown get so many uh, targets because they were by far the best options. I don't think the Titans have the top-heavy of dominant targets. So that's why I think it's going to be spread out more in a, from a wide variety of pass catchers. So I think, I think Hooper, I'm sorry, I think Phillips is more likely to be around that 450 to 500 yards, which is still plenty, plenty in this Titans, Derrick Henry first offense. Yeah, you're right about the, the spreading it out and, and everything. And uh, there, there's going to be more balls to go around for different guys, but they don't have, you're right. They don't have that guy that you can force feed. They don't have A.J. Brown where, you know, it's things aren't going right. Let's just get A.J. AJ Brown the ball a few times this drive. They don't have, like, a guy to, that they can force feed. At least that hasn't who Robert Woods has been with the Rams. Now his role is changing coming to Tennessee, and obviously we'll see what Burks can do. But just from a mathematics standpoint, for Kyle Phillips to get to seven or 600 yards playing a full 17-game schedule, he's just got to get 35 yards a game. 35 yards a game and three catches a game. You don't think Kyle, you think there's a 35% shot that he can't, or excuse me, you, you think there's a 35% shot that Kyle Phillips cannot get to 35 yards a game on three catches in a touchdown every four games? Yeah, but again, like that's, but it's not asking, it's not, but like you have to look at just the availability the Titans have and don't have in their offense. Because, I mean, well, there were he's games. going to have the most opportunity. He's going to have way more opportunities than Renfro did. He's going to have more. Look at, but look at AJ Brown from last year, Jack. Like, how many times did AJ Brown go over fifty yards in a game? Five times. That's yeah, it. and when he did, he went way over. Yeah, 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 yeah. He went way over with 91, 133, 155, 145, and sixty-eight. Yes, he went significantly over. But he's also got games of forty-three, thirty-eight. 42, 16, 41. Jack, I just listed all those low numbers. All games that I just listed to those low numbers were Titans wins, right? Like that's the different thing about this team is that their best pass catcher can go for 43 yards, 38 yards, 42 yards, 16 yards, 41 yards, and they win the game. Why? Because of, the Derrick Henry setup. It, uh, I, I just look at it this way. So before the game, and obviously I, I'm into the sports betting realm, if you offer me props, and obviously I don't know what I would take week one having not seen him play yet. Um, but if, if you give me Kyle Phillips receiving prop, right, receiving yards prop, over under 35 yards, I'm going to be under. tempted to take the over. Under, under, all day. What are you talking about? Under. You have no idea what the percentage of snaps is. I mean, I would guess BetMGM would probably have the over-under set at like, at like or something for the first 17 and a half yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it, that could change throughout the year. You want to see how much he's used early on. I'm not going to say you just blindly bet that every game throughout the season. But once he gets a hang of it, and uh, maybe once Burks gets out there, that helps him to take some you know attention away from 
from the slot position. He's gonna be he's gonna be quicker than everybody who who lines up against him this year. Kyle Phillips is gonna be quicker than whoever he lines up against. He may not be faster, but he'll be quicker. I just I, I think that three catches for thirty five yards a game. I think that he can do that. Now he's gonna have some games where he disappears because, well, quite frankly, the Titans' passing attack disappears at sometimes, and you just kind of got to turn it over to the King and let the King do what he does. But uh, three catches for 35 yards, I think he can average that on a 17-game schedule and get there. He's got to be healthy for 17 games. He's got to be out there. He's got to be available. But he's certainly going to have a lot of opportunity. Right. Yeah, he'll have opportunity. But again, like if you look at NWI, who had 470 yards, NWI had games of 10, 6, 16, 14, 10, 25, 31, 32, 38, right? He had one of zero against the Dolphins, he had zero catches on two targets for zero yards, right? Yes, that, but I don't think that that's necessarily a fair comparison because the opportunities that Kyle Phillips will have this year are probably still going to be greater than what NW had, NWI had last year, even with the injuries, right? Because when he was playing some of those 16-yards games, those one-catch, one zero-catch games, sure, he played, but he was playing as you, you know the next man up behind Julio and AJ or one of one or the other when when one of those guys was down. So but Kyle Phillips will be out there in his own role in slot, not playing behind anybody. So I, that's why I think Kyle Phillips will have more opportunities in NWI and have enough opportunities to get to those numbers that Renfro set in his room. Right. So Bobby, I think, had a really good comment, and I want to get to the numbers of what Bobby uh was saying. So hold on, let me let me get back to my my stat page so I can pull this up. Because Bobby's correct. Uh, and Bobby says, he goes, I don't think Jack's really grasping what three for 35 really means in the Titans offense. Tannehill averages like 17 completions uh, per game. So I'm going to go through and do exactly how many completions Tannehill averages per game, which is 21, right? So 21 completions per game for Ryan Tannehill. Can Kyle Phillips consistently get three of those 21 when he is at best the fourth option, right? Are we saying at best he's the fourth option? You really think that? Yes. He is behind Burks, Woods, and Hooper. Man, I, I, for the guys that I'm most confident in at this point, and obviously there's a long way to go, I'm saying Phillips is up there right behind Hooper and, and Woods in front of Burks just because – I mean, if, uh, Burks, no, if no, Burks, no, 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 just who I'm more confident in to be ready week one, right? Because I, so I mean, we're about the whole damn season. Jack. I understand like, that, like, but I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna be careful with Burks' snap counts and you know maybe the the asthma and the respiratory issues pop up during the regular season, he's gonna need some breaks. So I, I don't know. Kyle Phillips is gonna have every single chance that that he that he really needs to get three catches a game. That's just one seventh of Tannehill's average completions per game. I think he can get. Yeah, it. but you want, but you want the fourth guy to get a seventh of the attention, right? You well, want put your money where your mouth is. Let's do a little side bet here. I'm in. Okay. I'm in. So, so, I, so I think he gets at I think he gets at least 50 catches for at least 605 yards. So you say 50 40 you you're over 49 and a half catches. Yes. I'm over on yards and catches. Touchdowns kind of are tricky because yeah, they don't always reflect this. So are you gonna parlay these things? Well I'll I'll go in on both of them. I think they they're they're correlated. So I think right. 50 for at least 600. I'm under on both. Okay. Then let's 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 do some business. Now what now what do we bet here? Chat, help us out. What what do you guys think we should put on the line I, for this bet? Yeah, Kyle Phillips bet. Jack is 
four, over 49 and a half, over 599 and a half yards. Yes, yes. I'm under on both. What, I'm absolutely in on this. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think what we could bet on it. Ugh. I mean, no, betting, like Jimbo says, $500. No, bet, betting money is boring. No, we we're not going to bet money. It's got to be. We a- want to bet things. Bet, and we're not shaving our heads. You got to shave an eyebrow. No, that's too. <laughs> I mean, I would. I'm going to win this bet. So. All right. How about how about you have to wear? I think this was a magic bucket punishment. You got you got to wear makeup for a show. Like full out makeup? That's not going to happen because neither of our significant Nobody others are going to take the time to do makeup on us. Yeah, that's true. And uh, we're not going to do anything with our hair because I wouldn't survive. Yeah, and I don't have a lot to go around. So. Oh, um, oh, Jonathan says change your profile picture on social media to a Kyle Phillips profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That would be good. That that's funny. Um, yeah, that's the best one so far. A bunch of these buy and wear Colts jersey. No one wants to do that. No, that, that's that's too great of a punishment for anyone, Michael. Um, face paint for every off season episode. What about full face paint for a show? Um, we've done uh, dressed like a clown for Maserati. I did. I dressed like a clown clown one day, and it was terrifying. <laughs> Loser, ha- uh, Justin says, loser has to wash the other guy's car. That would be funny. That actually, be funny. I actually like that. Okay, let's do that. Let's you do a do car that? wash bet. Okay. All right, car wash bet. It's it's official. 50 for 600. <laughs> Kyle Phillips, do not let me down. Man. Loser has to wash the other guy's car. I I like that one a lot. <laughs> All right, oh, virtual okay. handshake. <laughs> okay, I'm down. Let's do it. Virtual handshake. All right, we're in on that. I like that. Okay, so officially officially official uh inside and outside on the car wash sound good oh inside and outside okay hell yeah inside right. and outside You're going full detail that's right Jimbo. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes full detail inside and outside so it, and jabu says in a bikini no okay, we stopped jabu. it whoa, at this point whoa, whoa. we stopped at that point we're, no. we're crossing the sus line all right so kyle phillips goes over 49 and a half receptions over 599 and a half yards jack wins i have the under um, so there's no way to split because we're adding or there's no push. Uh, and yes, Sean, live streaming this is an absolute uh, must. If it's not a live stream, then at least uh, video documentation. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. I, I like where we're at here. I like this. I think this is the first bet that you and I have ever made. No, I think it is too. I feel good it's about a, it. It's essentially a parlay bet, right? Because we, I got to get them both. You've got to get them. I got to get them both. If you lose one, I win. That's okay. I, I think if he gets one, he'll get the other. Okay. I, I think, yeah, they, they go hand in hand. They yeah. go hand in hand. I, I agree with that. All right. <laughs> I like where we're at here. Let's move on to our next topic that we uh, did not have time for yesterday. I think this is interesting. He's got three Titans who are going into last year, the rookie deals. All three are important, but how do you prioritize keeping them Titans beyond the season? So here's the question. How would you prioritize these three contract year Titans with Nate Davis, Amani Hooker, and David Long Jr.? How do you prioritize these three contract year Titans, Nate Davis, Amani Hooker, or David Long Jr.? But first, uh, let me tell you guys all about our friends at uh, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care whenever you get hurt in life know who to go to know who to trust i mentioned this yesterday got a little foot problem going on Uh, i ran yesterday on the treadmill 
So I'm feeling it this morning. Uh, probably shouldn't have done that, but I did it anyway. So I might need to be, be uh, checking out the Bone and Joint Institute and going and calling out my guy, Dr. Scott Arthur, about my foot problem that I'm dealing with because they can help me out. They can help you out. Injuries happen in life. It's guaranteed. It sucks, but it does. Know how to get back to healthy. Know where to go for that. They streamline the process of your recovery right there in Franklin or in Nolensville, Brentwood, or Thompson Station at boneandjointtn.org. Let's talk about a special promotion A to Z has with BetMGM tonight. For new users, if you do not have the BetMGM app on your phone, if you're not a part of the BetMGM betting community, I'll call it, then you need to get in if you're, if you're into that type of thing because we've got, a, we've got a special promo code, A to Z 200. You put $10 down on the NBA Finals tonight. Uh, it could be either side. You can bet Boston or Golden State. doesn't matter. That $10 turns into $200 when a single three-point shot is made in that ball game. Doesn't even have to be by the team you bet on either. So download the BetMGM app, use promo code A to Z200, A-T-O-Z, 200, and you'll turn $10 into $200 with one single three-pointer made in tonight's game four. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Friday show. I like this question because I've already seen a lot of different answers. I've seen all three of these guys be listed first. So that's good. That means we, we got a good question out there. The question is, how would you prioritize these three contract year Titans in order of draft pick, Nate Davis, Amani Hooker, David Long Jr.? Jack, I'll send you the comment section. Mark Jones just says yes, all three of them. All three. I mean, it would be great, right? Like, I think it would be awesome if the Titans could figure out a plan to get all three of these guys back because they're all three starters. They're all three multi-year starters and all three are very, very important to this year's success. And none of the three will really break the bank. Um, Clayton Smith says hooker long Davis. He's going hooker is the most important to get done. Nate Davis is the least long hooker Davis. So we see Davis still in third here, but mm. David long jumping to the one spot. Here we go. Hooker long Nate, um, Nate Davis, Number one with the O-line draft history. That, that's a good point, Danny, yeah. because the Titans haven't had a lot of success in the draft replacing some guys that they let walk out the door. Um, Hooker Long Davis is the order, says Brock. Um, David Long Jr., then way down. Big gap in between David Long Jr. Then you got I, Nate Davis and Imani Hooker. No, no. I'll, let me stop you there. I think the people who put Nate Davis first are right. Really? Look at the Titans draft class. This Ooh, year. I, I don't know. But here's, here's what the Titans do. The Titans do a good job of drafting a year ahead, a year ahead of when they need the player. Most of the time, like over the last three years, right? When they've been playoff teams, they've been drafting a year ahead, right? Yeah. Except that the wide receiver position where they waited to get well, Dez in the fourth round. Yes. Yes. But typically drafting a year ahead at other positions, right? They drafted a safety in uh, the sixth round. They drafted a linebacker in the sixth round. They did not draft an interior offensive lineman whatsoever. And then you go last year, who'd they draft? They drafted a linebacker in the third round in Monty Rice. They added and restructured to extend Zach Cunningham at inside linebacker. I unfortunately, I think David Long, as much as I like David Long, and let me remind everybody, 
I stuck my neck out for David Long in his second training camp thinking, this guy's a beast. And his second year did not go as great as he would have liked. Last year was really, really good. I really like David Long. But from the way they're constructing their roster, they have other options. And they can allow David Long to walk if he gets too expensive. Amani Hooker's tricky because I really like Amani Hooker too. But they've got more depth there. They have zero depth at interior offensive line. Well, so so give us your three. Let's rank them. How do you prioritize them? Yes. Nate Davis, one. Amani Hooker, two. David Long Jr. three. I completely and totally disagree with every single player you put on that list, <laughs> which is good. And here I'm going to go through a few more comments, and then I'll tell you why. We've got Hooker Davis Long from Stephen Long Hooker Davis says Mark um, Hooker Davis Long says Henry. We've got one Hooker, two Long, three Davis from MB. Billy Jones just says Nate Davis, so I'd imagine he'd put Nate Davis one. We've got Davis Hooker Long from Jacob. Davis, Hooker Long from Juan. Um, so that's where I'll stop. I'll, I'll let you know why now, I disagree. Ken's saying that's insane, Austin. I, I agree, Ken. Isn't it bizarre? How is that insane? It, let, let's let's talk about it. Number one, Amani Hooker cannot be first on this list no matter what. Let's let's get that Cannot up. be? No, he cannot be number one on this list. Because no matter who you put next to Kevin Byard, you're probably going to have some type of success. We saw it oh, with Kenny no. Vaccaro. You, could put, you, you even put Dane Crookshank back there at times. And it worked with Kevin Byard because you have an all pro caliber safety right next to you. You don't have to prioritize that guy. An Amani Hooker was great for the Titans last year. I'm not saying Amani Hooker isn't a good player. I I'm with you, like uh, about David Long. Well, all all three of these guys good. have been really, really, really good for the Titans. Like they're all yes. three like third round or later draft picks. And I'm not I'm not trying to demean yes. Amani Hooker at all. I'm just saying of of these three guys. Amani Hooker cannot be number one just because I, Kevin Byard is next to him. No, I, I think Amani Hooker is the highest ceiling player of all three. I think he's the best player of all three. That That's an argument I could get behind because we kind of know what we have in Nate Davis, right? Uh, David Long Jr., he, he hasn't had a full season as a starter. He was going to last year before a, a hamstring injury kind of kept him out for an extended period of time last year. But so Hooker, for me, cannot be number one even though he might be the most talented of the three, just because the, uh, of who he plays next to and Kevin Byard. Kevin no, Byard, not because of who he plays next to, because he's really good. Yes, he is really good, but he's not number one on my priority list because of uh, that. You you have David Long as your priority number one? David Long is my number one priority. No, what? David Long is absolutely that? my number one priority. Why? Because number one, David Long, he, he just had his uh, half of a season as a full-time starter. They brought in Zach Cunningham right there next to him. Because they know that David Long is going to be taking that torch once Cunningham gets out of town, probably after this season, maybe next. So David Long Jr. is absolutely going to be the middle of the defense. You know you what you know what you have in your pass rush. The middle of the defense has to be strong. You've got a great secondary, a bunch of young guys. David Long Jr., we, we heard it from uh, Shane Bowen. He said that David Long Jr. is taking a leadership role. Oh, Why? We heard David Long, I heard David Long Jr. Early. say that. David said that when I was sitting right in front of him. We, we, we heard you mentioned how the Titans like to draft guys, you know, a year early before they actually have to replace them. So they get a year under their belt and can jump right in and move, move along. Well, they're giving David Long the reins with the communication type things and leading the defense um, right now, which tells me that they're preparing for him to be that Zach Cunningham guy soon. Right. Maybe not this year, but it could be next year. They're, they're preparing for him to be the, the, the most important inside linebacker on the roster. 
you've got to be strong at the linebacker position. No, no. You've like got that's to be strong. No. Steven says uh, the Titans have had a carousel at middle inside linebacker. You can continue it because we thought at once upon a time, we thought Jayon Brown was irreplaceable. No. Jayon Brown played and then he got replaced, right? Avery Williamson played really well, got replaced. The Titans are showing you what they do with the inside linebacker. Am yeah, I, I, I get that, but that doesn't it's mean pretty you, obvious. That that doesn't mean you you just continue the carousel and have a revolving door of just young first year contract players. Or, I mean, excuse me, first contract Jack, players. You've got Jack, we've right seen, behind him. Zach Cunningham's not going to be here forever. We've it's seen David the Long's pattern. Season. We've seen the pattern of what the Titans and John Robinson do with their inside linebackers: draft, replace, repeat. That's like three generations of draft, replace, repeat. Three different cycles. Avery Williamson, Jayon Brown, David Long. They have Monty Rice, right? They've got so they're already Rashawn Evans is in there too with Zach Cunningham. Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans should be the prime examples for why you need a strong middle of your defense. No, because they replaced them super cheap. So yeah, well, the linebacker position is not an expensive one in the first place, which makes it easier okay, so to find David. Let me let me go through like like look again. I love I mean, David Long. Yeah. I love David Long. I think he's a really good player. We like all very, three of these players, but yes. we're we're ranking them. So, but but they already have Zach Cunningham. They restructured his deal this off season, so he's got an out in, at, in next off season for four and a half million dollars. Now they could keep Zach Cunningham at thirteen point seven million or cut him but he still counts four and a half. So that's going to be one of those situations we'll be monitoring early next off season of keeper cup, just like Saffold and Lawan yeah, and it, Jackrabbit, right? It's a, it's a $9 million difference. I mean, unless Zach Cunningham lights the world on fire, I, I'd expect them to kind of walk, walk in different directions after the season. And that would be what David Long takes over the middle of the defense. So what's the price of, Zach Cunningham at four and a half dead money and David Long's new contract, right? So look again, and plus having Monty Rice and then yeah. having Chance Campbell, right? They've got depth there. They're building their depth in the inside linebacker. They have zero depth at guard. We don't even know who the hell is going to start at left guard. Aaron Brewer, do you believe in him? Do you believe in Jacoby Jones or whatever the heck Jamarco his name Jones. is? Put some respect. Jamar, exactly. Jamarco Jones. Nate Davis is there's nobody else. They got Corey Levin. Like, do you believe in anybody at interior at guard outside of Nate Davis? The answer is no. Well, not not with any of the guys they have now. But here, let's get to MB. Let's let's get the train back on the tracks. It's it's a priority list. So you're giving us your top three priorities for the Titans. If you were John Robinson, which guy would you sign first? Which guy would you sign second? Which guy would you sign third? Yes. For me, it's David Long at number one. I think you guys know why by now after the, the ferocity I just I just laid upon you. Um, num- number two is Nate Davis, and number three is Imani Hooker. And Imani Hooker is a good player, and I'd, I'd like for the Titans to keep him back there uh, as really just an anchor to that, uh, to that secondary. But it, David Long Jr. is – I've seen more out of David Long Jr. that makes me – you know, feel good about what, what's happening in the middle of the defense. You can have a good pass rush. You can have a good secondary, but if you can't cover tight ends in the middle of the defense, you can't, but, you can't but, fill run gaps. None of it matters. We saw that with Rashawn Evans. How far removed are we from watching Rashawn Evans with they were, every single run gap? Jack, they you know, replaced. We are saying David Long is not important. Come but on. they replaced Rashawn Evans with a six-round draft pick in David Long. <laughs> that, that's the point. 
But the, that's the we, point. We can't label David Long as a six round draft. Yes, you can. He's not that guy, what, though. He's that's not what they're paying guy. him, Jack. You, yes, you can. Because listen, because like they moved on from Avery. Avery Williamson was a fifth round pick. Once he ran out that rookie contract, the Jets wanted to pay him seven million a year. John Robinson laughed his ass off. I'm just guaranteed of it. And he said, "Nope, I'm going to draft this kid from UCLA, Jayon Brown, in the fifth round, and he'll be better than Avery Williamson." That's what happened. And then. Jayon Brown's year came up. He got hurt, unfortunately, and Jayon played a great first four years with the Titans, right, until he dislocated his elbow. Then they brought him back for a one-year deal, and then what happened? Jayon Brown get replaced by six-round draft pick, this guy we drafted out of West Virginia who's undersized, but he's a badass, in David Long Jr. Then they drafted another badass from Georgia in the third round who can replace the six-round pick. So that's what the Titans are showing us their philosophy is with inside linebacker is mid to late round pick to replace the previous mid to late round pick who is now expensive. It's get younger because the linebacker position is a position of physical attrition, war of attrition, right? It's banging your head up against three people every snap. Like it's smart to stay young and stay cheap at that position and they're doing that with cheaper draft capital. But that doesn't mean you should just kick David Long to the curb after what you've seen so far, right? It was his his uh you know coming out party was that Ravens playoff game in 2019 yeah. where he had like five stops alone and MBS lost and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. MBS asked what tight end was David Long covering? Well, David Long actually just yeah. had his best best season as uh, or best coverage season uh, in his career. He, he had a career high in passer rating against and a completion percentage against. So David Long, while he wasn't drafted to be a guy who can cover tight ends, uh, he's, he's kind developed. of developing. Yes. So for, for me, it's David Long, number one, Nate Davis, number two, just because the Titans identity on offense is running the football. David Long is crucial. I mean, the, the, excuse me, not David Long. Yeah. Uh, Nate Davis is crucial in, in really helping what is a, a weak right side until we figure out what's going on at right tackle over there. And then Amani Hooker. And it's no shade to Amani Hooker. He's just playing next to the to probably the best safety in the NFL, in my opinion. I mean, we I mean, I'm glad we disagree disagree because this turned into a really good conversation. Blue says, I wouldn't say a badass third round pick, Austin. I said Monty Rice was a badass at Georgia. Right. And, and David Long was a badass at West Virginia and actually yeah. was the twenty eighteen Big Twelve defensive player of the year. How he slipped to the sixth round, I have no idea. Same reason why Kyle Phillips slipped to the fifth round. Same same thing, right? Kyle Phillips, David Long, Spider-Man meme, right? It, that, that's exactly what it is. Because David Long's under six foot. He's under 230, I think, maybe a little over now. But he's an undersized inside linebacker who plays like a, like a human missile. But he didn't test well. And so scouts are actually looking at traits, traits, traits instead of tape, tape, tape. Because David Long's tape, Kyle Phillips' tape looks really good. They play bigger than what their stature is. And he actually was asked this on uh, Tuesday at OTAs when he spoke at the podium. He says, well, you know, what do you think about when you hear that you're undersized? He says, well, that, that's revved me up all my career. He says, I was undersized in high school. And, he goes, and then David Long said something that's, that was fantastic. He was like, you'll see exactly how small I am when you catch me on the field. And I was like, ooh, yeah. Right? <laughs> like that, and so, and like, Again, like I really like David Long. He's one of my favorite players to watch. I love watching David Long practice. And that sounds crazy. But David Long practicing 
is fun to watch because of the energy, the physicality, the intensity, and the speed that he plays with and how he stands out from others. But the Titans' philosophy that they've showed with the position is draft, replace, repeat at inside linebacker. I know we're running long here, but I want to ask you and the chat one more question. If you replaced all three of these guys, right? If you replaced David Long Jr., Amani Hooker, Nate Davis with – another guy in the league that is the just the league average at their position, where would you see the biggest drop-off? I, 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 I think, well, I think Nate Davis is probably pretty close to the league average right guard. He's, I mean, he's above that. They're all, all three. Last year, he had, a, he had a shaky season, but uh, he, you could he argue that he's slight, slightly above, slightly above. I, I think, um, I think Amani Hooker is the best player of the three, then David Long, then Nate Davis. But again, where the Titans are at, man, if Nate Davis walks, you're having to, once again, you're having to reshuffle the offensive line. Yeah, and then, you, you know, Taylor Lewan's not going to be here forever either. And neither no, is Ben Jones at center. Lewan, so every, every year the Titans begin f- from starting last year, could be Lewan's last year. Yeah. It was, no, last year could have been that. This year could be that. <laughs> We don't know, but like it could be. Lucas Burks, uh, can I give the love of the show? I've never distributed a love of the show, but sure. the Rams could afford them all. The Rams probably could afford them all. Caps over cap, never forget Cash that. Cash over cap, baby. Lucas Burks, good call. A lesson from yesterday. I hope everybody enjoyed our lesson from yesterday because I thought it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I walked like, away, I think, I walked away learning a couple things. I mean, th- th- that was great. Uh, right, Because right when I think I understand the salary cap, Stan Kroenke comes out of nowhere and I have no idea anymore. So it it was good to kind of get a better grasp of that. But uh, for me, final rankings, David Long, Nate Davis, Imani Hooker. I Again, I understand why you love David Long. I just don't think that's what the Titans do, man. I just don't think that's what they do. Okay. Well, I hope they bring them all back, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, that would be ideal. Uh, Because, you know, then you would be having four major, four second contracts from that draft class, right? With Jeff Simmons and then those three. Yeah. Missing AJ right there in the middle. Hell of a class from J-Rob. Yeah. Uh, Jalen says, coming in late, where Zach? Zach has been in Dallas all week working with our Dallas market. He'll be back on Monday. I uh, appreciate Jack for filling in. Let's go ahead and get to Ain't That Good News to send us all to a great sunshiny weekend. But let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. Hey, weekends are great times to go buy a car. If you're in the, look, if you're in the need for a new vehicle, Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon. We were out there a week ago today and saw a new truck drive up and drop off like a dozen plus more Hyundais on the lot. So Wilson County Hyundai can help you out. It is a tough time right now to buy a new car, but Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon at Wilson County Hyundai do a great job of making you feel comfortable, trying to help you find what you're looking for. If they don't have it there, then they'll go find it for you and bring it there. Uh, and they've done that in the past. We've heard stories about it. They'll help you out financially with whatever your needs are. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Bet MGM, the king of sports books. If you guys are in the sports betting sphere and you do not have the Bet MGM app on your phone, you are missing out. Great selection, easy to use. And best of all, we've got a promo code that's active for tonight for you new users. Use code A to Z200, put $10 on the money line in the NBA Finals Game 4 between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors tonight. And that $10 turns into $200 when one three-pointer is made in the game. 10 to 200 with one three-pointer made in the game. Use code A to Z200 
tonight on uh, on game four between the Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors. A to Z, $200. $200. A to Z, 200 Ain't that good news every Friday to send us all to the weekend. And I will add this, uh, that we do have A to Z Sports Picks presented by Bevan GM with Alan Bell and Brian Edwards coming up at 2 p.m. Central. So I know Alan and Brian will help you with game three tonight because no game four tonight, excuse me, because I honestly have no idea what to do. Uh, I'm going to wait until I get the advice from Alan and Brian before I put my bets in. All right. Ain't that good news to send us to the weekend? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, oh, uh, here we go. Sean, my son uh, is in Knoxville playing in a basketball camp. He's played against D1 commits and got to watch and be a part of high-level ball. That's always good news. That there is awesome. Iron sharpens iron, Sean. I think I remember Sean sharing us a video of his son or like stats of him putting up like 27 in the game. He's Sean, how old, how old is your son now if he's playing against D1 commits? Because it might have been a few years uh, since we've seen that. Send him to Vandy. Class. Send him to Vandy. Yeah, they could use it. Hey. Lucas says, good news, getting offered 401K. Not sure I want it with this economy. Yeah, I mean, whatever you feel. Uh, Jerry, boom. Headed to Jamaica this morning or in the morning. Tomorrow morning. All right. That sounds awesome. Apollo, five day family trip to the cabins in Gatlinburg next Ooh, Friday. Ooh, that's the way to do it. That's I, always I, did the, a good trip. I did the downtown Gatlinburg experience, and that is a lot, let me tell you. It's just, it's borderline too much. The so cabin's the, the way to go. The last, the last two uh, go right into my good news. So I'll just go ahead and share mine. So I'm not going to Jamaica. But uh, my wife and I did book our anniversary trip yesterday. Our anniversary is July 7th, which is less than a month away. And we just booked it yesterday. <laughs> that is typically how we go about booking that trip because we're just like, I don't know. Like, we'll figure it out. And then all of a sudden, yeah, let's do it. So we booked. Uh, we're going to Hollywood, Florida, which is just south of Fort Lauderdale and one of their uh, beach resorts there. So we booked that. So that's coming up right after the 4th of July weekend. So we just booked that. And we are already looking at booking our cabin trip for the Titans bye week. Uh, we went to Slade, Kentucky last year with, with the two dogs and went hiking, went zip lining, had under underwater or underground kayaking through caves in Slade, Kentucky. So we're going to do that type of trip again, Titans bye week. So we're going to book that next Titans week. Bye week. All right. Let me go ahead and clear my schedule for bye week then. Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're going to be on the show. Uh, <laughs> It will, it'll be the week the before the actual buy Sunday. Yeah, I got you. I'm just playing around. Um, <laughs> good news from Mark. Vols in the Super Regionals versus Notre Lame. All oh, the Catholics versus the villains, right? 6 p.m. tonight, two wins away from Omaha. Vols I'll, can taste it. They're so close. I'll say this. They better freaking win. Tennessee. Can't lose to Notre Dame. No, Notre Dame's out here giving up bulletin board material. And if Tennessee chokes this away, then they deserve to be laughed at. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm intrigued, but, you know, I've seen now Josiah Jordan James, Vols basketball player, is jumping in on the Notre Dame trash talk. This is where I start to get nervous of like, okay, all right, now now there's a lot of heat coming. Yeah. So you can't let this thing down. The Vols have a duty 
to do against Notre Dame. They have a, they have a, a standard to uphold. Yes. Whenever Notre Dame plays under the bright lights against an SEC foe, they get dominated. That's true. The Vols have to continue that tradition this weekend, and I think they will. I, the Vols will totally overpower Notre Dame if, if everything goes as planned. Um, daughter's been in Knoxville with her grandma all week at zoo camp, oh. driving to pick her up today and bring her back home tomorrow. Got to see my daughters and mom. A family affair. Good for you, Paul. Um, good news. Pool is going to go off tonight in Boston and tie the series back up at two. Go Dubs. Oh, right, so Steve. Jordan Pool props is what Steven's saying. Yeah, I saw his number was at 12 and a half last game. I almost took it, but he, he finished at just 10. So I was like, okay. Yeah, but uh, 12 and a half. Yeah, and he's been putting up 30. I mean, Grizzlies fans remember just how dangerous he was yeah. in that series. My, oh, my, how much the, the Warriors have changed since that. No, my futures bets are making me nervous right now. My good news is tied along with some of y'all's. Uh, Mark Jones, uh, he mentioned the Super Regionals. I'm so excited for the Super Regionals. I went from watching as many games as I could last weekend um, just because of the environment and the intensity in college baseball is really unmatched, and it's something you can't find at the MLB level. And so when I went from watching the Game 7s on Monday, the elimination games, win-or-go-home games, it, it, just so much on the line, you could feel it with every single pitch. And then I went to watch MLB the next day. I, I turned on MLB because I was like, man, I've got this itch. i got to scratch it. It was like going from heroin to Advil. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was sitting there scratching like, oh, when Super Regionals going to start? You know, like, when's my next fix coming? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited for Super Regionals today. Action gets started. ECU and Texas play today. we got, I think, four games today, a bunch tomorrow. It's going to be a really exciting weekend. I think the SEC is going to show really well. Um, so that's my good news. The super regionals are here and I'm pumped up for it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Jimbo says he umpires all weekend again. So that's okay. fun. Once you again, uh, head on the school for, for Clay Travis. Head on, I was going to say, hopefully you don't get Clay Travis's kids team. Yep. And uh, he also says might get a new dog for my wife as well. Yes. Uh, adopt, don't shop. That is my suggestion there. Go dog rescue. It is way more rewarding and it's better be a good human and adopt. Don't shop. Uh, that's what I'll say there tonight. So, uh, on that, uh, Lucas says, "You want picks? I'll give you winners. Drop them. Drop them. Drop them, Lucas. Like, let's do it, man. I told. I, I already mentioned. I'm. I'm legitimately scared. Uh, to and hey, Jimbo says we are adopting. Out of boy, uh, Lucas says uh, he want. He'll give us winners. I am scared to pick or make any bets before Alan and Brian tell me what to do. <laughs> I am. That's a smart strategy. Those guys know what they're doing. They are very good. They do this for a living. Like mm-hmm. Alan and Brian, they do this. They literally do this for a living. All NHL, they do is NBA, games. college baseball, even. Alan gave a pick last week that I tailed, actually. It was ECU when it ended up winning. Those guys Texas. know what they're doing. I took Texas and Stanford that Alan mentioned. Okay. See, we we're, we are examples of Alan Bell's success. We are just walking Alan Bale or Alan Bell ta- or tails. Alan Tail. Alan Bell tails. It's so hard to say. <laughs> A lot of L's in there. Hopefully like today on the betting slip, though. Yeah, for sure. Lucas says, give me time. Yeah, well, you got our Twitters. You got our Twitters there, Lucas. You can find. You know where to find us. We are easy to find. All right, guys. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, Buck Rising live Sunday night on A to Z Sports Primetime. Check that out. Buck also has a new 615 Sessions podcast coming out on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. And I seriously suggest you guys checking that out. Jack and Austin Huff do an awesome job every week with the Tighten Up podcast that comes out on Wednesdays. We get our Big Orange podcast that comes out on Mondays with Charlie Burris and Zach Reagan. 
I tell you what, there is not a better Preds podcast than what we have going now with On the Preds with Alex Doherty and Sean Smith. So check that out as well. Plus Bucks podcast that I mentioned too. So great content and A to Z Sports Picks also on the podcast yeah. later on this evening as well. So check out the A to Z Sports Podcast Network on your podcast feeds wherever you get your pods. Jack, anything out, out the road? And, and hey, look, it's Friday. I know you guys are going to be sleepwalking through work today, ready for the weekend to get started. You want a good hour and a half to get away, put on the Tighten Up podcast, listen to Jim Wyatt. He gives a lot of camp nuggets. He's out there every day. The regular media is only out there once a week. Jim's out there every day seeing these yeah. guys. He gives some camp dark horses. He talks a little Josh Malone. He talks about Traylon Burks, the, the relationship between Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis from how he understands it. And it doesn't get talked about enough, but the cornerback position is such an interesting battle. He gets into that as well. So go listen to what Jim has to say on this week's Tighten Up podcast. I really I really do think you guys will enjoy it. And the beginning of the Jim Wyatt conversation with uh, talking about his his daughter's, your cousin's wedding coming That's up right. is hilarious. <laughs> That's right. We weren't. We that was before we started the interview. Austin was like, I think we should keep that in. I was like, Yeah, it was a good fun. decision to keep that in. That was fantastic. It was really good. All right, guys. Hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll see you Monday morning. Buck will see you Sunday night. Thanks again. Have a great one. Talk to you later.